Everybody lift your voice and shout. No more shackles. Woo. You ought to throw them hands in the air and let hell see. No more chains. No more bondage. See, devil, I am free. I am free. I am free. Come on. Uh, no more shackles. Uh, yeah. No more chains. Uh, no more bondage. Uh, by his blood, uh, I am free. Uh, somebody open up your mouth. Uh, like you've been set free tonight. Somebody open up your mouth like you've been set free tonight. Set free from fear. Set free from sin. Set free from depression. Set free from, come on. I've been set free. Woo. How many of you can declare that he uh, whom the Son has set free is free uh, indeed tonight? Uh, come on, if that's your testimony, put your hands together one more time and give him a great praise tonight. Woo! Why don't you tell about eight people on the way to your seat? Uh, tell them I've been set free. Tell him, tell him, tell him, I've been set free. I've been set free. Woo. Hallelujah. Anybody feel as good as I do tonight about being in the house of the Lord? Come on, does anybody feel as good as I do tonight about being in the house of the Lord? Woo. My, my, my. It is an in, indeed a great privilege and an honor to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I'm telling you what, if there's one lesson we ought to learn from these past several weeks in our country, is that the only thing worse than living in a country with no freedom is to live in a country with freedom and not exercise it. Oh, I, need, I thought I'd get a few more amens on that when I said the only thing worse than living in a country with no freedoms uh, is to live in a country with freedoms uh, and not... Uh, the only thing worse than living in bondage uh, is to be set free uh, and not live like you've been set free. I just need about a hundred crazy people in the building uh, that would open up your mouth uh, and remind hell tonight uh, that I've been set free. I've been bought by the blood uh, of Jesus. That's why I can't let one service uh, go by uh, without me giving God the praise. Uh, that's why I can't let one service uh, oh, where the Spirit of the Lord is. Uh, there uh, is uh, liberty. How many of you remember me teaching or preaching about the law of adverse possession? The law of adverse possession simply says that something can be in your name. You have the deed to it. It, it. it technically belongs to you. But if you do not occupy 
what belongs to you and somebody else comes and sits in your place. They used to call them squatters. If they sit there long enough without anybody challenging them, then legally they can try to prove a case that the land belongs to them because the rightful owner never challenged their presence. I came to serve notice on the devil tonight. That's why I don't give him one inch. I don't give my flesh or the devil one service because if you give him one, he'll try to take two. And if you give him two, he'll try to take three. But every time I come to the house, that's why I got to dance. You say, preacher, do you got to act that way? Every service, you better believe it, baby. Why? Because this service belongs to God. This service belongs to my breakthrough. This service belongs to my miracle. I wish somebody would kick out some demonic squatters tonight. I wish somebody would serve an eviction notice on the enemy tonight and let hell know, oh, you don't belong here. Get your stuff and get out. I'm giving you a 60-second notice, devil. Get out of my house. Get out of my family. Get out of my thinking. Get out of my job. Devil, just get out of my way. Take about two minutes. Uh, jump out of your seat uh, and just put. Listen, I'm going to tell you what I do every once in a while. When I'm at home, sometimes I get so busy, I don't get to really enjoy all of where I live. But every once in a while, I'll get out of my house and uh, Brother Donnelly, I'll go walk around the perimeter of my house and my property. I'll walk right up against the fence line and walk all the way. Why? I just want to remind everybody this belongs to me. Ah, just in case you thought the owner was absent, I want you to know this. I wish somebody would do that with your worship tonight. You see this dance devil? It belongs to me. You see my joy? This belongs to me. Get your hands off of it. Get your hands off of it. Get your hands off of it. This is my devotion. This is my faithfulness. This is my church. 
This is my church. This is my breakthrough. This is my promise. Some of y'all, the enemy said it's Tuesday night. They've already been hit by life on Monday. Tuesday night, they'll be distracted. So I'm going to move in on them on Tuesday. I'm going to let weariness keep them down. I'm going to let the distraction of life keep them. But I came to let hell know I see you. I see you. You're not hiding from me, devil. I know exactly what you're trying to do. Get up off of my property. Get up out of my breakthrough. You ought to run just to remind hell that you still can run. You ought to dance just to remind the devil I can still dance. You ought to shout just to remind hell I still know how to shout. You ought to open your mouth and scream. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. tonight what's gonna be the new normal I'm about to show the devil what the new normal is gonna look like you better believe it's gonna be different but not like you think it is it's not gonna be less it's gonna be more it's not gonna be less it's gonna be greater it's not going to be weak. It's going to be more powerful. Welcome to the new normal. Welcome to our new normal. Is this how you normally have church on Tuesday? Welcome to the new normal. Is this how you normally have church on Tuesday? Welcome to the new normal. Welcome to the... You just thought I was a worshiper before. You just thought I was a shouter before. You just thought I could dance before. 
you just thought I could break through. This is my new
they saw an insurmountable challenge. But David had already seen God deliver him from a lion and deliver him from a bear. And David said to himself, the same God that did that is the same God that'll do this. I tell you what God has done. God is putting some things on the inside of some people that's going to cause you to rise up and you're going to face some giants. But when you get in front of them, you just remember what God did for you in this season. You just remember how God brought you through in this season and square your shoulders, pick up your stones and declare this day. The Lord will give you into my hands. This, this is my normal. My normal is the miraculous. My normal is deliverance. My normal is a move of God. My normal. Welcome to the new normal. Welcome. Come here, Sister Mandy. Come here, Sister Mandy, hurry. Where's Israel? Come on, Israel. Bring him with you. Come on. Come here, buddy. Hurry. How many of you love Sister Mandy? Now, I normally don't do this, but I'm going to put my arm around this young lady who's like a daughter to me. Listen, she put a lot of points on the scoreboard for Satan before God found her. I'm going to tell you one thing I have admired about her. She has taken everything that Satan could throw at her. And she's standing in the house of God. Sometimes the only thing you need to win is the ability not to quit. Sometimes your greatest tool uh, against your enemy uh, is a made-up mind uh, that I will uh, not quit. I will not give up. I will not backslide. Her story is still being written right now. And I feel like declaring to you, Sister Mandy, what Job said. Job said, I wish that the enemy would come and that he would write a book about my story because I would take the book and I would put it on my head like a crown and I would come unto him like a prince. You want to know why? Because if you're going to tell my story, don't just tell the bad parts. You better keep turning the page. I may have fell down over here. I may have messed up over here. But if you keep turning the pages, you're going to read where I got back up. You're going to read where I overcame. 
Somebody ought to open the book on the devil. Somebody ought to open the book on your enemy tonight. This young lady's a soul winner. I said this young lady is a soul winner. I watched the enemy try everything he could to trip her up. And every time she got up out of the ashes and said, here I am, God, make me. Here I am, God, mold me. She's teaching Bible studies. She's witnessing everywhere she goes. Today she was putting her arm around a drug addict, a homeless young lady, telling her about Jesus. A couple of weeks ago, she taught a Bible study to a lady in Australia who was baptized in Jesus' name. And her testimony is going around the world. Hey, devil this is her new normal. You better forget about the old normal. This is her new normal. Somebody give God a praise in this place. Somebody give God a praise. And I feel like telling this church, I need you to pay attention over the next few weeks and few months because the enemy is going to try to use every tool that he can to superimpose a new normal on the church of God. You hear your pastor, he's going to use every tactic that he can to superimpose a new restricted normal. Uh, and you know where it happens first? It doesn't happen with padlocking doors. It doesn't happen with handcuffs on the wrist. It starts right here. You hearing me? It starts right here in your thinking. If you'll lend your ear long enough to the wise sages of the world, it will begin to wrap chains around your blood-bought mind. But I'm telling you right now, I plead the blood of Jesus over the minds of every saint of God in this church. We will not allow the enemy to impose a different set of values in our minds and our thoughts. We are the church of the living God. We are world changers. We are revival creators. We are war. Come on, somebody. Hear me right now. You got to make it up in your mind right now. Right now. This is my new normal, devil. And you will not take it from me. This is my new normal, and you will not take it out of my hands. I want you to hear me for a moment. 
And I'm telling you right now, I am not speaking to anybody else but this church tonight. Okay? But I have heard the propaganda that the reason why we should just comply with everything happening is because they're not just asking the church. They're asking everybody. First of all, let me remind you, we have never used popular consensus as a guideline for what's right and what's wrong. Can I remind you uh, that Jesus was unpopular? Uh, can I remind you uh, that it was the majority uh, that said crucify him? Uh, can, can I remind you? Can I remind this church tonight that Satan, the Bible said, was more subtle than any beast of the field. If you want some theology, go to the law of first reference. In hermeneutics, the law of first reference, we find Satan for the first time mentioned in the Holy Writ, and he is characterized as a serpent, the most subtle beast of the field. It didn't use that language vicariously or just for supposition. It used it to remind us and to allow us to define our enemy as a subtle enemy. That means he's able to make change that is imperceptible to you. He can do it so slowly and with such smoothness that it, it, it almost goes undetected. He's smart enough to know that he can't just come out in a red cape with horns and a pitchfork and put locks on the church. That would never be received by the, by, by the greater of everybody. The only way he can close the church and shut it down is to try to shut everything down in order to get to the church. Somebody said, this ain't about the church. You hear your pastor tonight. Everything is about the church. You read your Bible. Everything is about God redeeming humanity. Every world event, every national event, every, every uplifting and downtaking, it is about the church. It's about the church. Can I remind you that Nebuchadnezzar was willing to speak to an entire nation to try and get Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to bow? He didn't just isolate them. He didn't just ask. He told everybody to bow. And when they decided not to, that was the very thing he used to argue his point. I'm asking everybody to do this. What I want to know was where are the rest of the Hebrew people in the land? If you're listening online, just shut it off right now. If, if, I'm not talking to you. This is for this church, our people. This is for the spirits we're fighting in this city. You listen to your man of God. You submit to your man of God. 
What he's telling for you is right for you. I'm speaking to this church. When they said we're not bound, he said everybody's doing it. I'm not asking you to forsake Jehovah. They're not asking you to forsake God. I'm not asking you to forsake Jehovah. Just bow with everybody when you hear the sound of the music. Can I just tell you that the music is playing and the song isn't over? And there's going to come another time that the spirit of Nebuchadnezzar uh, is going to see uh, who's going to bow uh, and who's, oh yeah, you remember he had people out there watching who ran back and said, hey, uh, they're not bowing. Uh, they're not doing what you told them to do. He said, I'm going to make this easy for you. I, it should be embarrassing enough for you to be called out nationally in front of everybody and made a spectacle when you could have avoided this so easily just by bowing. But I'm going to give you another opportunity. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I'm going to give you another chance. When you hear the music, worship Jehovah. I don't care. I don't care if you worship him while you bow. <laughs> Just bow. They said, oh, king, we're not even careful to answer you in this matter. There are some things I settled a long time before COVID-19. There are some things I settled a, a long time before. Come on, somebody. I'm asking you to shut the live stream off if this is going against what your pastor's telling you because you, I don't want you to get confused. This is for this house. You can just leave that going in the background. It sounds real good. That, mute, that makes the devil nervous right there. I'm going to tell you the problem is they've stopped teaching world history and American history in schools. They've rewritten the books and left some things out. And our kids don't even remember anymore how that Hitler took control uh, of the Jewish. Uh, our kids don't even know. This generation uh, doesn't even remember how tyrannical governments uh, have suppressed and oppressed. Uh, they, they don't even know. Uh, they don't even remember the reason why uh, we have a nation uh, is somebody was willing to stand up uh, and fight uh, for the right to assemble uh, without tyranny uh, and without persecution. They, don't, they forgot uh, that there are ancestors uh, who have shed their blood uh, so that we could... I want to know what would have happened in the kingdom if Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would have just went with the flow. Just go along to get along. King, we're not even careful to answer you. Then the king became angry. Sound familiar? And he heated up the ovens he made the consequences even worse. Sound familiar? 
Oh, you ain't going to bow? Turn it up. I said bow. King, our God whom we serve is well able to deliver us. My God, our generation has not heard uh, enough of this kind of preaching. Uh, we're not careful to answer you. Uh, our God is able. Uh, but, oh, King, uh, if uh, not, uh, let it be known uh, that we will not bow uh, and we will not serve uh, your image. Uh, we refuse uh, to accept uh, a new normal. Uh, we refuse uh, to have your evil uh, imposed. And I'm going to tell you this. There's a spirit in our world that wants to tell us that when you make a stand like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that, that it's ignorant, That's it, that it's without intelligence, that it's without common sense. I'm going to just flip that coin around on you because I'm afraid that so many times I must be doing real good. They brought me a Pepsi tonight. I'm going to flip that coin around and tell you uh, that when you don't stand uh, against fear and tyranny, uh, it's a lack of spiritual resolve. Uh, come on, somebody. Uh, my intelligence uh, is never greater uh, than God's principles uh, and convictions. How do you think? How do you think Hitler gained control over all them Jews? and got them to load up in buses and their lives be destroyed. He always had a good excuse and a good reason. And I'm just gonna tell you, I, I, I don't have time to justify all this tonight. You know what, Brother Wills? The pay is the same whether you get to preach or not. So I'm just gonna go ahead and. You've heard me make this statement before. We are three parts. We are body, soul, and spirit. And I'm going to tell you, you're not a human being having a spiritual experience. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. You are a living soul eternally. You are only a human temporarily. And so the spiritual world is more real and more relevant uh, than the physical world. You cannot negate and separate and eradicate the idea that there is no spiritual opposition and activity taking advantage of this moment against God's people. There are spiritual principles that are at work right now. And God's got to have a people that will set their face and not turn to the left and not turn to the right. And, and a people who will remember, we do not fight against flesh and blood. That's why I have maintained throughout this season do not get involved in foolish bickering with people. 
do not get involved in vain babbling and, 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 and debating over nonsense. You keep your mouth shut. You stay on your knees and you stay focused on what God's called you to do. Come on, somebody. God needs the church to keep being the church. to people who struggle through this we're going to keep on praying for them we're going to keep on loving them we're going to keep on encouraging them come on somebody they're not a bunch of weaklings they're not a bunch of idiots they're not they're human beings trying to make it. They're trying to fight through fear. They're trying to fight through intimidation. They're trying to make their way. We're just standing out in front saying, come on, you can do it. Come on, you can make it. Come on, you got this. Come on, God's on your side. Come on, God's going to see you through. Come on, the blood of Jesus. care what new ideas uh, that the church world uh, is embracing. Uh, the blood of Jesus uh, is still just as great uh, against COVID-19 uh, as it is against cancer, uh, as it is against AIDS, uh, as it is against every other uh, sickness uh, that we pray against. Uh, and tonight, uh, I plead the blood uh, over COVID-19. Uh, I plead the blood uh, over its power. I plead the blood over its influence. In the name, I wish I had a church right now that would begin to plead the blood. Plead the blood over your doorpost. Plead the blood over your family. Plead the blood over your job. Plead the blood over your children. Plead the blood. Anybody feel that breakthrough in this building right now? Uh, my God, I feel something about to explode uh, in this house. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, to win the more, uh, he afflicted them. Uh, the more uh, they multiplied uh, and they grew. Uh, I feel a stretching uh, happening in this house. Uh, I feel a release uh, happening in this building. Uh, Somebody right now, lift up your hands, open up your mouth. Oh, yeah, somebody declare it, somebody decree it, somebody decree it, somebody decree it right now. Yeah. Hey, yeah, 
God, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. Is this all right if I just do a little discipleship right now? So I'm going to tell you, we will never lay down our respect and reverence for spiritual authority. It alarms me how many people I have seen over the past weeks that have been unafraid to raise their hand, to open their mouth against spiritual authorities. David had such a revelation of spiritual authority that even when he faced a demonically influenced Saul, the Bible said he would not lay a finger on the man of God. Even when he had every occasion to do it, he had an understanding. That power isn't his. That power comes from God. And he's going to give an account for how he handles his power. My job uh, is not to go against uh, the authority of God. And I have been alarmed at the people I have seen, preachers, saints of God, you name it, who have been unafraid to cross lines of reverence and respect for spiritual authority. And speak out against men of God. Call them name. I'm talking absolute. I'm going to use the word in its real context. Absolute foolishness. We don't do that around here. I said we don't do that around here. Even if a man of God is in error, God's big enough to handle him. I'm not putting my hand on him. I'm not raising my mouth against him. Why are you preaching this? Because I want to make sure we've, I want to make sure all of our new converts, all of our new babies have a, an understanding and a revelation of spiritual authority. David wouldn't do it. You go read when Michael the archangel fought with hell over the body of Moses. The Bible said that he, he would not even put his hand against him. Why? Because he recognized a spiritual authority that was there. He said he durst not bring a railing accusation. That's not our job. That's not our focus. Our focus is to keep being the church. Keep declaring truth. I got somebody bring me a Bible. Listen, I'm gonna read something to you. Brother Andy's excited to let me use his, so I'm, he's, he's got a premier study Bible. My bless God. I want you to hear. I'm gonna let y'all go home in a few minutes because I gotta go feed the preacher. But I. Unless he wants to fast all night, I can just. Y'all, I haven't preached in a month. I got, I'm loaded. <laughs> Y'all got to put up with me on Sunday morning. 
Listen, I'm going to leave you with this tonight. In this season, let's be guarded with our conversations. You look in Matthew chapter number 22. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm going to stumble upon it in a minute. I wasn't prepared for this. Okay. 22, verse number 15. Put that on the screen for me. I want you to look at this. Bible said, Then went the Pharisees and took counsel how they might entangle him in his talk. They were premeditating what they were going to try to present as an unguarded, off-the-cuff conversation. But there was premeditation to the conversation. They were trying to figure out how they could get him trapped. You just remember that. Not every conversation that comes to you has a good motive behind it. (laughs) Now, Now listen. In verse 16 it says, And they sent out to him their disciples with the Herodians saying, Listen to this now. Master, we know that thou art true. And teach us the way of God in truth. They were appealing to his flesh. Not everybody that boasts of you and lifts you up is really for you. As a matter of fact, (laughs) and you teach the way of God in truth. Now listen to this. And you carest thou, uh, neither carest thou for any man, for thou regardest not the person of men. You, you don't care who you're talking to. You're going to tell it like it is. They were, they were, they were, they were, they were provoking him to speak unguarded. You're so smart. You're always so, everything you say is right, and you're not afraid to just speak it. Tell us, therefore, what thinkest thou? You don't have to give your opinion to everybody that asks it. The Bible says a fool uttereth the words that are on his mind, but a wise man holdeth them in until after. Proverbs 29, 11, in case you were wondering. What do you think? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their wickedness. 
and said, why tempt ye me, ye hypocrites? <laughs> yeah, I'll just have to preach the rest of that later. But I'm telling you, in this season, guard your conversations with people. Not everybody you're talking to that you think just because they got a smile on their face doesn't mean their motive in the conversation is right. Guard your heart. Guard your conversations. Remember that the power of life and death is in the power of the tongue. Let's keep our hearts right with God. And let's stay focused on evangelism. That's the DNA of the church. Jesus made it real simple. It's a matter of fact, I think it's right next to one of these verses. He broke it down real simple. And he said, here's the greatest key in the kingdom of God. The first commandment's the greatest. Love God. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy soul, thy mind. He said, and the second one is like unto it. Is it close by? Verse 37, same chapter. He said, the second commandment is like unto it. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you can master those two things, you can be what God's called you to be. Love God. Love people. Love God. Tell your neighbor, love God and love people. Tell your other neighbor, the one that's listening, love God and love people. Let's have revival in Jesus' name.